0: Well I said we wouldn't go away during the summer and here we are in the middle of summer um, and we're back with a new podcast and this one's a bit more topical than one or two that we've done recently. If you haven't listened to the interview that I did with uh, Sean Riley who's the fan who's attended a thousand consecutive games then look it up and also there's there's three podcasts uh, that are Some of the the people who are involved on on a weekly basis talking about their relationship with the club, how they started, memories of big games and stuff like that, all well worth listening to. Thanks very much to Hot Clip Marketing, who've continued to be the sponsor for these summer months. Really appreciate it. Tony, who's a big City fan, runs that company. And if you've got a company yourself, or you're trying to grow a company, and I know that Paul, who's one of the guests on this podcast today, has been in contact with Tony on a professional basis, he can try and help generate you to the top of the google search engine and 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 you know maximize really your profile he's very very good at what he does so if you've got a company or you're just an individual uh, with a small business or something uh, then look out for at hot underscore click or the links that are sometimes on the podcast or obviously the video versions that are on YouTube, then you contact Tony and you can find out how to get the, the use of his skills and we thank Tony and Hot Clip Marketing for supporting us. Now today I've just got two members of the squad, we will return with the full squad and, uh, and do it all for real again as it were once we get to the eve of the new season. But since we're here, and uh, there's been a signing, obviously Rodri's come in. Uh, a couple of players, uh, it looks like are going out. Fabian Delph, I think, is almost certain if he's not already gone by the time you're listening to it to Everton. Tolson's back. Um, Mangala didn't go on the, the the tour, so it looks like he might be a player who's on the way out as well. Um, uh, the the lad who Gomez who came and they tried to get a work permit for uh, is now looking like he's going to go to Aston Villa because they. City don't think they can get a work permit again. The strange thing there is that they think Villa will get one (laughs) and the reason why Villa will get one because he'll go straight into Villa's first team so therefore they can justify him being a very important player to them whereas Gomez might not have played as many games for City. It's a bit bizarre but that's the way it is. So we're going to talk about where we are now in transfers. We're going to talk about City going away now to China and Japan, and what City can get from that. I've also been asking people for questions. There's a new kit come out, for example, Puma, the new uh, kit sponsors, the kit manufacturers. So, with me are Harlan and Paul.
1: Yeah. Um, so, how have you been summering? I mean, are you missing the football? Um, you know what? I'm actually enjoying the break, to be honest. I've been, I'm absolutely shattered from last season. So, I've really enjoyed the break, but I think I'm, I'm ready to go again now.
0: Oh, yeah, I've I've been away on holiday, um, so I've recharged my batteries. What about you, Harlan? Yeah, I've, I've I've
2: enjoyed my summer. And um, this summer could have been a lot worse. Had things not gone gone to plan last season, but um, yeah, just tried to enjoy it. And uh, now now obviously things have started to progress with regards to transfers and stuff. Rodri's in, Angelino's back as well. It's starting to feel all you know. It's starting to feel real again. We've got the new fixtures as well. I think the day the new fixtures come out for me, that's when I start prepping for the new season. Um, but yeah, just tried to relax this summer, like you and Paul. Um, and can 't wait for the start of the nineteen uh, 1920 season there'll be
0: some people in our position who 'd sit here um and you might be an exception to this Harlem, but uh who know all about the player Rodriguez come in and uh, and' will, oh yeah what a great signing i 've never seen a minute of him playing i 'll be honest or if if i have i haven 't took any notice of him um so i 'm not going to come out with a load of rubbish. I hope he does well and I hope he's exactly what City want and I have no reason to believe that he won't be. You might have seen him though. Have you seen him a bit? I've not, I've
2: not seen him play too much, no. I've obviously looked at his stats. Obviously, his stats have been shared loads and loads and loads of times on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you can really see stats nowadays, obviously, but um, he looks like a, a top player from what I can see visually on, on, on stat websites and whatnot. Um, and from what I've heard from people that I've seen him play, he's the real deal, but obviously... This country, well, I said this country, the Premier League is always spoken about to be one of them leagues that is difficult for Spanish players to adapt to and players from other leagues to adapt to. So I don't think we can judge him until he's actually set foot at the Etihad or somewhere else in the country uh, and played in the Premier League. But from what I've heard, he's going to be a, a top player for us, yeah.
0: And the way that City
2: are doing the business, if they get
0: ten million for Fabian Delft and they get fifteen million for Gomez, um, we don't know exactly. How much city are allowed to spend under the FFP rules, but they're mitigating that, aren't they? Because 65 million in theory has gone out, but 15 of that has already been offset by potentially two sales. The third one could be Leroy Sane. This has rumbled on for a long time, and obviously, I asked people to give me things to talk about tonight. And um, LS Thack has contacted us on Twitter and said, Sane, go or stay. And there is a broader question, really, about the so-called sort of tapping up, uh, which has come in from Smashy, <coughs> uh, of Bayern Munich towards Leroy Sane. It's all over the media. Everybody knows it's happening. So for them to deny that it's happening would be ridiculous. Obviously, the rules say that you can't tap a player
1: up, but they're sort of doing it in public, aren't they? And, yeah. How do you feel about that? <sighs> to be honest with you, I don't understand the the, the whole rules of tapping up. I mean, obviously, years ago, the only way you could communicate with a club was sending a fax, wasn't it? (coughs) I mean, that was the only way to do it. But now you could, you know, say I (coughs) wanted Harlem to work for me and you knew him. I could get you to go on Facebook and Twitter and say, have a word with him, you know, just put it out there. It's not me as the club president doing it. You know, I'm not Peter Swales doing it. Years ago, I think it was geared up for the old, old style. Modern ways now, what do you call tapping up? Yeah, I know, You could get Sky TV to do it for you, couldn't you? You know, you could get anybody to tap a player up for you.
0: Where's the relationship, though? Bayern Munich, um, you know, if we believe what we read, and I have no reason to disbelieve that, have been at the centre of prompting UEFA to look into FFP. Uh, they may have been involved in uh, the Spiegel, you know, the, the stuff that they've been doing, and yet here they are coming... Not coming to City, maybe because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but making it public, their admiration for and their, you know, desire to sign Leroy Sane. So you would imagine that the relationship between City and Bayern
2: Munich is a little bit tense. Yeah, considering the relationship that we've, I know we've been playing them in the Champions League over the last, well, over the time that we've been playing in the Champions League. But I've always thought the relationship's been quite. Decent. not only the, the 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 two sets of fans, but the clubs as well. When we've played Bayern Munich, it's always been respectful. Um, and I always saw Bayern Munich as one of our friends in Europe. And obviously, with all the um the Spiegel stuff coming out as well, um, and everything else with regards to the FFP and stuff, is the relationship between it all, and is there a reason why, you know, there's 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 such publicity with regards to Leroy maybe going there. I don't I don't know whether it's all, um, I don't know. want to use the word agenda, but to bring us down and to try and. Keep us in the media. I don't know. Is, is is that another way of doing that? I don't. I don't really know. Um,
1: Clickbait click again. We don't know. Do we? We don't. We don't actually. We're not privy to what is really going on this could all be just blown up again because it's end of season and, you know, let's make some headlines. I mean, you look at some of the headlines that are going out on Twitter, you know, it's the, the ridiculous. It's like a no-news time at the moment, isn't it? So, again, City with the with the big golden ticket in town at the moment, aren't we? So, well, if it, What the, is the, the, true, <clears throat> that
0: what the facts say, is that Leroy Sane has gone on pre-season tour, he's flying out with the squad um, and he's not said anything and City have not said anything. So although there is this undercurrent, there's no reason for us to think that City would ever take this seriously.
2: It's so easy though, Ian, for, for the media to to jump on this now and, and especially for Leroy to be linked with a move away just because he didn't play as many games last season as he did the season before. I don't think this would be happening as much as it is had he have played double the amount of games as, as, uh, as he did last season. But it's such an easy way of creating a rumour now to look at the fact that he didn't play as many games, make up a rumour that he's got an issue with Pep. Not only that, build on that and say that there's issues within the changing... They could make anything up now. They could say that Leroy and and, and, and Sterling don't get on or, or, and, yeah. and the people would believe it and that's 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 the problem I've got with... with um, with with not only the media but the people that are believing what the media are telling them to believe. Well,
0: we're, we live in a world now where president of America can say things, and we don't, you know, we don't know whether he's telling the truth. Mm. Um, it's happening in domestic politics. Um, it's everywhere, um, you know. The and, and it is you might call the silly season because there's no football happening. Mm. So although there's been the, the the Wimbledon and the Cricket World Cup and everything, well done to England and you know all that type of thing has happened. For Football, it has been the desert that is the summer, so people are sitting there, and I can imagine it. And if I was in that job, I'd be the same, I'd be sitting at my desk every day thinking, What story can I come up with? So you see, him you've coming, got to do something, yeah. You've got, yeah, you you've got to fill your pay, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if I, Stuart Brennan's a mate of mine who, who works at the Manchester Union News, and and uh, and I know that he hates the summer. He much prefers the winter. Not for any other reason that during the winter there's two games a week. So he doesn't have to find stories during the summertime. What am I going to... I've got to do two stories today or whatever. What am I going to write about? So I'm not saying he makes stories up. What I'm saying is that you know, let's not name a name, you know, but the the, the thing journalists is, are in that situation,
2: have to write something. The thing is, you know, when Stuart writes something though, he always writes something that's going to be meaningful to the City fans or tries to clear something up that people might not know too much about or tries to put it in layman's terms for people. Whenever I read one of Stu's articles, I always end up leaving the webpage on my phone having learned something or having cleared something up in my own mind or having gone into the article knowing what it's about, but leaving the article knowing that I've got it set straight in my own mind now. I don't leave it thinking, well, that's confused me, or, oh, well, I didn't know that. Or, you know what I mean? And that's... that's that's. I think, I think Stuart's a bona fide
1: journalist, sports journalist. He's old school. Exactly. exactly. In the best possible exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. So he will, you know, if he's putting a story out, it'll be a genuine source. It'll be genuinely something he's heard about. You get so many of these in-the-know accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and all the rest of it, and they blatantly make it up. I mean, I, I did it myself. I I purposely set out and said, I have got information about a new city shirt. This is bon- This is it. I normally get probably I don't know the most I've ever got is probably two hundred likes on something I've put out, which I think that's amazing. I got when I put I, my set,
0: I do when it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you would get two hundred likes for yeah.
1: anything. I get I get I get more likes when I put my post in like eating an ice cream or something. Oh when you're but in a bikini on the front of you, we won't talk about that, car, we won't yeah, talk yeah. about that, and then pictures <laughs> out. You do some controversial <laughs> stuff I have to say, <laughs> I steer clear of it. But this time I did it on purpose just to basically prove a point. And I got about six to eight hundred likes. People saying, Well wow, that shirt's amazing. People saying, oh, that shirt. And I lied. I blatantly made it up. But I've got loads, I've got more hits than I've ever had through lying. So it proves how simple and easy it is to do. To get people to like you and follow you, make lies up, and then just disappear into the darkness after you've done it. It's all forgotten about now. Nobody's come back to me and gone, ah, you were wrong you about that shirt. Nobody's even, can't even remember, I put the shirt out there. But that's the sort of nonsense that's about out there Well, it's now- interesting
0: because one of the questions that I got when I said, you know, we're recording a podcast tonight and, you know, if you'd like to have us discuss something, let us know. And by the way, you can do that any time, any week. Uh, Mark McLaughlin has put, uh, you could have a look at the treatment of City by journalists such as uh, Miguel Delaney. Now, I don't know Miguel Delaney of The Independent. You're lucky. Uh, and ask whether... Uh, the accusations about the club's hierarchy uh, being complicit in sports washing is justified. Now, the other thing we could bring into the debate at this point is Rabin, who who we know is very active on social media. People, City fans, a lot of them have found him and follow him. And before we discuss that particular question that I've just put there from Mark, I would say that I've spoken to Rabin. Um, I'm not going to reveal any proper detail of, of... what he said but I have invited him onto a podcast and he knows that he has a an open invitation um, I wouldn't want to reveal anything about him that he didn't want me to reveal um, and All I will say is that he's a very sincere guy. From what I can gather, and I have no reason to disbelieve him, he's completely independent, despite some journalists suggesting that he's employed by the club or whatever. um, I'm certainly convinced from my conversation that this is a guy who just has an opinion and has been out there expressing it. In fact, he said to me, and I don't think this is breaking his confidence, uh, that most of what he does... He just Googles and finds information at times when he's frankly bored and, and, and then puts those those bits of information out there, but it's all widely available and open. And yet people, and certainly and some, some journalists from the debates I've seen, have suggested that he's a plant, that um, he doesn't know his facts or anything like that. And I've seen him de- defend himself by just basically saying, all cop- I'm doing is Googling and, and, find, yeah, yeah. and finding yeah. stuff and just and then maybe giving an opinion. But but some, some of these journalists... And I, as I say, I don't know that, that guy from The Independent. And and I've named him only because Mark, who sent the message in, has asked me to ask that question. But I don't want to make it about an individual journalist, especially one I don't know, because I think that would be terribly unfair. But there is a general question to ask, which is, you know, how does how should City deal with that type of negative journalism? Should they just let it be free speech? Should they... Ban him? Should they in some way sanction him? You know, how do you feel about that? And and how do you feel about this? You you've already talked a little bit about the the fake news, if you like, the false news that's out there. And uh, you know, we we all understand that that clicks and likes. You know, even for companies like Prestige Car Repairs, yeah. they want to be noticed. I've chatted. In. All help. You know, all help. So that's why people do it. I try to as much as I can. To, I try to resist that. Mm. I'm not saying I'm holier than thou, or you know that it's not nice sometimes when people like what you put. But it's not. It, it, I have no profit to make no. from that, so
2: so it isn't in my and it isn't in my DNA. Some, somebody put it out the other day, actually, and it's something that we we all agree on. This that um, with that good on the pitch, that there's not much else really to dig at us for. Um so whether it be the Leroy thing, whether it be the FFP, which 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 quite frankly for me comes up far too often and comes out of people's mouths and comes from people's fingers into Twitter far more than I think they understand what FFP actually is. It's like it, it's used as like a weapon, you know, anytime you're having a, a decent debate with someone and they feel like you've got the upper hand, you yeah. just whack FFP out and it's like Oh, a bullet to the arch. Do you know what I mean? But I've just started to <laughs> just dust it off. Swat it off. FFP is like a fly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just swat it away now. But it's the only thing that people feel they can get you with, and the fact that the journalists are jumping on the same stuff as clueless people are spewing is quite worrying. Me, really, the fact that
1: yeah, but that's that's what they do because they know that they, they know sell. that they've, yeah. they they're gonna sell. So if people are talking about it, we we could quite easily just talk about topics that everybody's on. We could let's talk about that woman, that woman, American footballer. You know, we could talk about all night about her, but that's not in our agenda. You know, these guys know they put it out there. They put a few stories out, and then, um, oh, that's got a load of likes. Right, we'll go with that one. Yeah. You know, let's let's push this one. You know, let's push the rivalry so between Liverpool. You know, it should be sitting United now. It's sitting Liverpool. They just—it's cheap journalism, and I—I—I've I, I've just block, block, block from But with regards to what
2: you said Ian, about the club, um, we don't—we don't, we don't need—we're st- that good in terms of getting content out there and, and 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 showing inside city and showing stuff after matches and showing training and showing pre-season stuff that we don't need journalists to let us know what's going on within our club anymore. Apart from decent journalists that are going to want to genuinely give us. A, Great content and great stuff that's going to give us something the club hasn't given us mm. We don't really need people, apart from obviously people like yourself Ian That are going to give us, like I say, exactly what we need to hear from press conferences We don't need people going away writing stories that could then be twisted To give us something that isn't true when the club are giving us what's true
1: I think if you, I think if you start banning journalists from press conferences and stuff I think it starts setting out a dodgy precedent because then it's a case of like no, no with smoke it. without fire. Mm-hmm. You're hiding something. Just let them get on with it. You know, to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure if if you know City's owners, which according to Miguel Delaney are, uh, are the uh, Abu Dhabi royal family, I think who own it, don't they? But it's not. It's nothing to do with them. Um, they're not state owned. Um, so he's wrong on that. But if they were that bothered about it, they'd do something about it. They're obviously not bothered. It's only, it's only. I think you know we call them plastic fans. It's only these fans that are out in in all these different countries that don't know really what's going on. They only read City on Facebook and Twitter. They don't actually live around it and feel what's going on, get a feel for it. So it's only them that are interested in it. Us, us proper normal fans, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful to anyone. um, We're not, we're not bothered. We don't bother by it because we know it's just clickbait. I, I think suppose, we're all getting wise to it. To be fair, that I get the point you're making
0: there because I know sometimes people who listen to the podcast who are not from the Manchester area and don't necessarily attend games a lot take a little bit of offence to, to us almost talking about those people as if they're not part... Of the city family, um, <clears throat> I certainly regard them, and I know you do, as, yeah. as a as a part, yeah. a very valued part of the city family. But the way you've just explained it, to be fair, you know, the fact that you are here in the city, living and breathing it, yeah. it is hard. I mean, I follow uh, Schalke in Germany. I'm interested in the New York Mets, for example, in in baseball. But I wouldn't profess to know really what's going on at either of those two clubs. But I would expect fans of those two clubs who live and breathe it in those cities to be a lot more knowledgeable really? than I am. So it's just that, really, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah, uh, I think I think the fans, all, all I can say is people who are listening abroad and who were who uh, you know, city fans from afar, if you like, listen to the likes of us. Actually, yeah, hopefully we listen, help. Yeah. Listen to the yeah. likes of us and don't follow these idiots that post stuff that you know, like you, this this, whatever he's called, um, don't follow them. Listen to them if you want, but don't take it take it as a pinch of salt. Mm. Listen to the genuine fans. There's loads of us out there are on Twitter that you can follow and get a real feel for what's what's going on at the club, what the players are like, and and, and the rest of it. That's 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 my advice.
2: but- well, fa- Facebook groups are playing <clears> with it. You know, I don't know if you go on Facebook as much as you do Twitter, Paul. But I've I've had to delete myself. or shall I say, delete? I've had to leave three or four groups over the last, well, Mm. over the summer, just because I've started to, and this isn't to be disrespectful either, they seem to be more dominated by people that are just recycling poor Mm. information. Uh, People that don't know too much about the club, people that talk about the, I mean, you can tell whether somebody knows about the club or genuinely understands what's going on at the club by the way they type or speak at certain times. I'm not talking about people that maybe don't type words correctly, I'm on about the way they speak about the club, you know, go-go citizen, this, that. And I've got no issue with that, but at the same time, when you're recycling articles about Sarnay leaving for £150 million, uh, done deal, £150 yeah, million, yeah, pounds yeah. and I'm thinking, well, Sky Sports aren't announced it, pal. But then it gets recycled ten times over the next seven days, yep. and you're seeing it constantly on your newsfeed. Yeah. So I've had to delete myself out of the groups, and I've had to hide, mis- uh, delete uh, people, stop following people, because, yeah. like you say, all it's doing is clogging up first, well, they start.
1: Don't. They start tagging genuine people. Yeah into them yeah. and then people see their name tagged to it and think oh it must be true then because yeah. he's tagged in it but even the group it's... owners now have
2: started to say if you carry on posting or recycling information that's strictly not true or condoning this kind of behaviour mm. you're going to be deleted and you're going to be blocked from yeah, yeah. going into other city groups and we'll pass your name on to all the other groups so these people are going to end up being blocked from every city group on Facebook if it's they like carry on, on with it so um, on the
0: basis that we we have no reason to assume that this uh, bid from Bayern Munich has any legitimacy on the evidence of what we're seeing, I'm not going to ask you whether he should stay or go because I don't think that question at this stage is relevant. The a squad has travelled out to China and Japan. The have first, they got there yet? Uh, I don't know. They were, they were delayed, delayed weren't, weren't they? Yeah, 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 our old sponsor, weren't it? Yeah, so it was. Cut. Yeah, well I don't know what the circumstances it's got, it's got were a delay. upset because we
2: changed didn't yeah, <laughs> right. way yeah,
0: yeah. anyway yeah. Uh, whether they're there or not they will be there by Wednesday they play West Ham um, I think the game's on Sky or BT at 1.30 in the afternoon yeah. UK time uh, and then there's a second game on the following Friday or Saturday I think that it, might, was like, oh, it might be Newcastle or Newcastle War. I don't War. think <laughs> they know yet. Um, and then there's a third game in Hong Kong and we know there's a lot of trouble out there at the moment, so hopefully that will go off without any problems. And then a final game against Yokohama Marinos in Japan, um, and then they come back, and obviously it's the Community Shield. Uh, I've been on the last two pre-seasons and really enjoyed them. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going this time because I haven't got a sponsor to support me, um, so I hope the people who are going out there, the fans, have a trouble-free and fantastic trip. Uh, what do you think generally of their City's preparations this time? I mean, last year they played... Um, uh, I'm I'm getting years mixed up maybe here, but the t- type of teams they played at Tottenham, Real Madrid, Liverpool, they have played those types of teams. This time it's going to be West Ham, Newcastle or Wolves. A team called Kitchy, I think they're called, uh, which is a, uh, you know, a sort of small team in Hong Kong, and Yokohama Marino's. Very different preparation, different part of the world. Is that is that something that doesn't matter? Is it something that concerns you? or is it just not even on your radar
2: I don't know I think you know sometimes I don't think it matters who you play I think pre seasons always, always about fitness but I think the fact that we've taken um, a large amount of young inexperienced players which they did last year time, by and, the which way we did last, last year. Time, yeah. mm. Um I don't know I think playing in different places against um, different teams and not only that to look at it from a different perspective Ian if we're playing teams like Wolves and teams like Newcastle and West Ham they're all round about mid-table Premier League sides sides that you could potentially struggle against in a Premier League season so maybe it might be worthwhile to play them sides in a pre-season just to kind of get used to if they do try and play a low block I'm not saying that it goes that that tactical but if they were to try and play their way, the only way that they know in a pre season game. And did you
0: did you use, use the expression low block, though. Is that the one that Graham Sooness objects? Yeah, like
2: to? a low block, like a, a deep lying defensive line, then. We'll go is back that to like English. Like below the
1: belt, is that We'll, like, go, back to, <laughs> we'll go back to layman
2: <laughs> terms English, then. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Obviously, I've, I must have been listening to it's poor journalism that, over huh? the last I think you're months. probably right. That was beautiful, though. Um, but yeah, I think if, if we play them kinds of teams, it might give the younger players, and not only that, the players that are already in the first mm. team squad. A bit more experience playing against that kind of team, um, maybe. You know what? I'm, I'm I hate season friendlies. Waste of
1: time for me. Um, <clears throat> I know you probably, yeah. I used to love the pre-seasons when you went to Stockport and you did all the rest of it. We could all go and have a look at the players in a more relaxed atmosphere. Now it's all about making money. It's all about spreading the word to China. I mean, you look at the last few game places we've been to, it's all like America was the last one, I think. It's just all about making money. I'm not really interested in the, the tours. Uh, I, I won't watch the games. I might catch him. Well, no, I won't catch him because I'll be at work. So I won't watch the games. Any player that's playing in them isn't going to want to get injured for the start of the season, so he's not going to put himself about. All the big names, most of them haven't travelled it's a cash cow and to be honest with you, it doesn't interest me in the slightest.
0: That's straight and to the point and that's that's all I
1: I do asking.
2: wish we had one one season friendly local yeah. though, you know, just 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 for the people that might yeah, not be Kyrson able to Ashton. attend yeah, like well to me
0: like the logical thing uh, for me as to where I want them to play is either at Oldham yeah. uh, Berry, who are yeah, obviously you. having a lot of financial problems Bolton Wanderers yeah. who are having great difficulties it would be great to support I know that they've, they've bought a lad f- um, from Bolton yeah. and, and, you know, and seen that as a, maybe a gesture to try and help but I'd like to see more of that if I was, I'm being honest yeah with your pre-season
1: that is. that used to be sort of like the time where your local smaller clubs got a big payday. Because cities travelling support locally. We, we, everyone used to go to them. They used to fill the stadium, get a load of money over the door. And that keeps small clubs going for a season sometimes. Um,
2: the problem is, Ian, I think when, when talking about Bury, I think the relationship between us and Bury's been a bit strange with regards to the Carrington stuff. <clears throat> All, you know, not looking after the facilities and stuff. Uh, the Bury fans have got the back-up about us and... Um, you know they were they were no, gladly... it's not going to sell shirt's you know they were glad, they were gladly accepting of the facilities and, and that at the time, and they thought that uh, the club was outstanding for the gesture this that and the other and now all of a sudden we we're, we're FFp Dodgers and all that now because we've yeah, taken um, our training ground off them you know what I mean so that, with the
1: naughty long yeah, naughty yeah, yeah,
2: you know yeah, I think it's become a bit strain, but I, I agree with you hundred percent you know one local one local game, maybe go on tour a week early and then come back and have one final game. Local, mm. you know, for not only yeah. that, not only for the players and, and, and that, and for the large support, like you said, but for the fans that might not be able to afford to go to a, a yeah, game just at the, it's just, a great during the season. Season. it's just a just, just so just... they can see the players. That once. might bring us on
0: to another subject, which I will we'll circle back to in a minute about, uh, you know, how you get points and how you get tickets for away games and access to away games. We'll come to that in a sec. Uh, the birds Full South. Uh, it says, um, how come the evening news can give, be given away for nothing? Obviously, City Centre Manchester, you can pick up the Manchester evening News during the week, can't <clears> you? Uh, but why not the programme? So they're talking about the City programme, of course, which yeah. is £3. It might be three fifty. I don't know what it's going to be uh, for the new season. Uh, I must admit, it, when I pick it up now and look at it, it is basically a lot of adverts um, stuff. And the content is not, in my opinion, as good as it once was. Uh, there's still some good bits in it, but not as much. And I and I don't read it as much as I once did. And I know from experience that um, in Germany, the irony is that Schalke, the team I've quoted a few times, have now stopped producing a match day programme completely. But when they were doing it in the last few years, they were giving it free to members as they call them seasoned card holders that's what I think
2: we should get to be honest with you, yeah, do you I, I, mean, think should, question, I think that's the question really isn't it I mean alright you could put it under the seat well I think you could because you've got to trust the fact that your fellow, fan, like, your fellow fans aren't going to nick it from under your seat but I think just maybe if it's free, it does not matter. But if you a, pay yeah.
0: three quid for it, it's different. Yeah, you, and you just don't want grab another one. Then.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I think that every yeah. season card holder should should be able to say at the start of the season, tick a box when they when they order the season card and say, would you like to receive a free program every match? Yes. If you don't, because you don't want to have to carry it around, like Paul doesn't want to have to carry it because Well, that program bracket. in Germany was being sent to their yeah. homes the yeah. day before the yeah. game, yeah. so you didn't even bring it to the game with you. But yeah. I think I don't know a lot of older people. My grandad for example, he likes to sit there and have a flick through before the match and at half time and. Oh, you know, he likes to uh sit in the car while you're waiting in the car park afterwards because you're waiting a bit and have a little flick through as well. He likes to share it with his pal when he gets home Sid he drops it off with Sid, so There's nothing the problem
1: is with the programme for me is there's nothing you can't get off on the internet. Mm. Um, you know, on their website, it's exact it's basically just regurgitated. The stories that are in there that are useful to read are on the website. The rest of it's advertising. So, so, so should it be being, free. That's yeah. the question. Well if they're paying if the advertisers are paying to be in there. Obviously, the budget is budgeted in there to, to for the cost of the printing and all the rest of it. So why not? I mean, I think newspapers are slightly different because once you've set up the run, I'm no expert. I did a little bit of printing as an apprentice many, many, many years ago. Um, so once you've once the, the costs are in the setting up, once you've set up, I guess to print off a load of them doing a run, it's just the materials you you, you, you know you're paying for. Um, so yeah, you could. Do, <clears throat> there's no reason you could not do it for free. I mean, I don't I don't read them. I just don't read them because I can get any information off, off my phone.
2: But you can. Um, t- but could some you people answer,
1: do yeah. do like to collect them. You know, I think you've you've got loads. haven't you Ian? And Which I have but you have. Um, <laughs> you my, dad, do, you dad, my dad, my dad used to collect them. My, my dad's got thousands of City and United ones. Um, but to me, they just they, they get in your way.
2: You could untick the box, though, couldn't you? I just don't. Yeah, take just it don't. All. Yeah, just
1: don't want it. Or you, 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 as you walk in, there should just be piles of them, and if you want one, just pick one up.
2: Yeah. Mark Doran says, "Do we need <coughs> another striker?" And if so, who should we go for? Well, the player that I think we should have gone for uh, ended up signing for Real Madrid, Luka Jovic. So he was the only striker I, I'd have gone for. I think anyone else would cost us an absolute arm and a leg. Do we need one, though? I, I don't mean, think
0: Jesus has played exceptionally well by all accounts. No, not yeah. no for me,
2: now. He changed my opinion when he played for them because I saw a lot of desire. The only thing that worries me about him is that I want to, or shall I say that worries me about him, I want to see the desire that he has for Brazil for us. I want to see, even if it's only an extra 25%, I want to see it because he runs, he sprints, he shows how Brazilian he is for Brazil, if that makes sense to you. The flair, the skills. He's had
1: flashes of that for City, but he's yeah. not getting a long enough run in the, mm. in the game. I don't think he's getting a long enough run. So. He's got to be is, doing something soon because Aguero's, what, two seasons, shall we say? Has he got two seasons?
2: He, he, the only time Jesus is going to get a real run in that team is if he plays up top with Aguero in a two. Other than that, maybe it'll be a transition, and mm. and
0: we'll see more of Jesus starting games. And his record last year, his stats actually weren't bad. You know, he did score a fair mm. yeah, few did, goals, yeah. and mm. uh, maybe he's getting better. And uh, he's still only young, isn't he? I mean, there's obviously the other question... I'd have which, gone for uh,
1: Peter Crouch, person, but he's retired now, know, and he's yeah. so uh, I'd have had in there. He'd have been like but yeah. he'd
0: have played Target one man. game. Yep. <laughs> Charlie Galloway, um, another question. Uh, possible suitors for a centre- centre-half, or po- possible players, he means, who City might get if the Maguire deal falls through. Also, would it be worth bringing in a player with Champions League winning experience to strengthen our chances for the coming campaign. When you talk about centre-half, the loss of Vincent Company means that you lose a whole lot of experience. Yeah. Uh, and the way he played, particularly in the latter part of the season, I thought was absolutely crucial. crucial. Uh, and anybody that knows the history of, of Vinny uh, knows that he is that man in the dressing room who also stood up and when Things haven't particularly been going so well or um, you know the mood has dipped a little Carly. bit. He's the one who's and yeah. I, I know Pep obviously will get a lot of the credit for this and I'm not taking any credit away, but I don't underestimate the role that, that Vinny played mm, in slowly. that. So you're not only losing the centre half, you're losing that. Yeah. So as it stands at the moment, John Stones, Laporte. Tulsi Nadara Bioyo's come back from West Brom. Glad you said that. Uh, but yeah. he hasn't travelled to China and nice Japan, which tends to suggest that Going they're not again. looking at him as a as a long-term <laughs> solution. I tell you what, he's
2: put some timber on, though,
0: hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he has. Uh, he's put a bit of weight on, that's what that means in Manchester, if you're listening <laughs> outside. Uh, Eric Garcia, obviously, is another contender. And Nicolas Otamendi, when he comes back. Does City need another centre-half, is a question?
2: Um, I don't do, know. Do we need Harry Maguire? That's, I think that's no. the... the I think that's dead in the water now anyway. Is he worth £80
0: So you want to limit it to just, we either get Harry Maguire or not. So let's say for argument's sake, no, he doesn't come. Do you then go and pursue somebody else? And remember that by the time City play West Ham in just under three weeks from now, the window's shut. It's not the end of... August, like it used to be, See, it's the, as soon as you play your first Premier League game. The Nathan
2: Aki uh, rumours and links just come out of nowhere for me. I went to bed one night thinking we were going to sign Maguire. The next morning I woke up and we were linked with Aki, 40 million. So I think he'd be the player I'd go for out of the two, just because I think he's, I don't know, I just, I just, I think he'd suit us a bit more. I think that Maguire would need converting a bit. I think he'd need a bit of work to be able to.
0: So are you answering this question by yeah, saying yes? Yeah, it's like a politician. <laughs> I, know,
2: Ian? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. But so do... you'd
0: be happy to stick with
2: what yeah. we've got now without... Yeah, and, and and just drop Fernandinho back if needs me.
1: OK, what about you, Paul? I'm saying um, I, I don't think we do. I think our main problem is... is <sighs> Not strength in depth not the right word. I just think the fact that we've got so I think it's so difficult. We're, we're trying to go out and win the Champions League now, aren't we? Because that's that's... Like our holy grail now We've proved everything else So I think the only way We're going to win The Champions League Is to basically Prioritise And we're going to Have to give up on Some of the Cups Early on I think I think that's the only way That City's going to win The Champions League We're going to have to Put everything else We've got to start off In August And the idea is To win that Champions League
2: The thing is Champions League's Fine margins As we saw last season So you could end up Dropping out the Cups And then still losing On fine margins you can you can stay yeah. in all the cup like we could have stayed in Absolutely. all the cups last year yeah, 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 and beat Tottenham yeah. with that Sterling goal. I just don't do think we're I mean? gonna.
1: I don't think we to do the quadruple. I don't think we're gonna do it. So having Please won what, we, what
0: City won last <clears> year, <throat> I can't find the person who tweeted me about this question. It may have been when you reacted to it, Paul, and it might be on your timeline. So I apologise to that person. But somebody did say, to ask this question, which won't be the last time it gets asked to to this, this group and the expanded group, is having done what City did last year, having won back-to-back league titles, if you had to choose Champions League or Premier League next season... What do you choose and why? League, 100%. 100%.
2: So, so you've got it, it's in your power. 100%, I'd like to win Champions League once and then if we don't win it again after that, Khaldun's, I'm not bothered. Caldoun comes and goes, Hi hey, Harlan,
0: I've just been in touch with, <laughs> I'm saying this, this with a, a main, big massive, of massive amount of Irish. This is beautiful. He's just saying, uh, uh, UEFA have just contacted me. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> yeah. right, and he says, uh, uh, we're allowed to ask one fan what they want and UEFA will make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like a magic lamp for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. so which is it you, you want this season, Harlan? Domestic trouble again. Right, so what do you want, Paul?
1: <laughs> right, can I answer this in two parts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Here's right. part one. No no. <laughs> one one side of me. Wants to win the Champions League. Hang on a minute! League you now. said you wanted no, no. to answer in two no, 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 parts. No. it's not two pounds. halves All right, right. <laughs> the big half, though, aren't they? Depends which half you get—the top half the bottom. Um, <laughs> the the right first one side of me wants to to win the Champions League because we've not won it, right? But I feel once we've won the Champions League, we've ticked a lot of boxes, and we could lose Pep, and we could lose a lot of players who who are determined to win that Holy Grail the owners might lose a little bit of interest perhaps because we've now won it the fans might be thinking we've won everything now so that is the only that is the only thing that stops me going for the champions league to be on the safe side I'll go for the domestic treble again we because, do that I, because I don't know i don't know the unknown of winning the Champions League, what could happen? I know what happens when we win the domestic treble, but when we win the Champions League, it could open a whole can of worms up that we you might not be able to close.
0: You made some good <clears throat> points, and my, my view of that is that the owners, I don't think it'll make any difference. They're not walking away, so I don't think whether we win the Champions mm-hmm. League or not is going to make any difference to them. Uh, I can understand the argument that if Sergio scores the winning goal in the Champions League final, that might be the point. He goes, right, I'm off as well as David Silva, yeah. and the two of them leave next summer. I can understand that. I can also understand the possibility that Pep might do the same. So I can see why that's a concern. Um, however, you know, there's lots of other players who are top quality and players that are coming through I don't think will go, that's me done. I think I don't think in long term City would be. Massively de- uh, damaged, although the question of who replaces Pep and will he replace him at the same level is a huge one. Um, personally, I, if somebody get let me make that choice, I would go for the Champions League. Um, I go to all the Champions League games. I've been to every single game away in Europe since City got back in. I was even lucky enough to be at that match in CSK when it was played behind closed doors. So I have, at this moment an unblemished away record partly because I'm a journalist partly because I'm just an obsessive fan and partly because I'm lucky so it's a combination of those three things um, I know not everybody can do it however that's where I'm at and I would love to see that story conclude with watching I would have preferred it of course to be Vincent Company yeah, yeah, but lived in that big jug-eared <laughs> Champions League. Nothing to do with, yeah. by the way, the stick that get City fans get from some Liverpool fans or United fans. Not bothered about that at all. I'd just like to see it yeah. as a sort of conclusion to my story as a yeah. fan yeah. of having watched them in the third yeah. tier of English football, yeah. beating Gillingham in the playoff final, getting relegated at Stoke, blah de blah blah, blah. Yeah. then the Aguero goal, then the Centurions, yeah. then the unbelievable season we had last year, and to me and that this is what Paul's alluding to. It might be that it brings everything to a conclusion and wraps it up. I don't know at my age, but I'd love to see that. <clears throat> I'm Not as saying a,
2: I wouldn't a... like to see us win it Ian, because to see us like you, to see us lift it, it'd be fantastic. But the domestic trophies for me are always the bread and butter. If we do the domestic treble back to back, that will never, never, ever be beaten in my. I don't think that'll be beaten in my lifetime. I don't think somebody will, do it, will win well, all three somebody, trophies back-to-back. Somebody back very to back. famous
1: said them amazing Do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't <laughs> see how <laughs> it. Nobody, had,
2: Nobody had ever done it. No. In your lifetime, had they? No. It's never I'm not been saying you're like 99, Ian, but... It's never been done. never been in done. Been in done. his so, lifetime. Well, exactly, exactly rugby,
1: I know that. and football split.
2: So <laughs> nobody's ever done it in Ian's lifetime, and no one's doing it back-to-back back in mine. No, no, you're right, you're right. And to win the league three times in a row... The other
0: thing is, obviously, if we win the Champions League... Uh, I might not go to as many European games, so I won't be stuck
2: travelling with Paul tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, <laughs> that is a point. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah we will not have to bring yeah. as much food back,
2: do we? <laughs> well, the Champions League was more magic to me as a kid, and because well, I'm not saying because we weren't in it, but I always thought the Champions League was amazing, and I always thought God, I'd love those. Do you, win you that.
1: remember the the European Cup?
2: No, but I I remember I remember the. See old... now
1: that, that 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 to me was amazing because that was the that was the epitome of, a, of a, it was the best teams in Europe you know none of this like fifth place finishing it was the champions of each country played in this yeah, that club that would be close now that was proper I was brought up on that and that was that was amazing this Champions League now that when when we were rubbish I wasn't interested in it because we're, I didn't ever thought we'd get in it That's Now, not me, now, yeah. now we're in it I'm seeing it for what it is, and it's it's just a horrible corrupt yeah, like, cash cow money making machine. I remember
2: watching. They Neen, don't man. like
1: us turning up in it because we're like the new kids on the block wearing shell suits and baseball caps mm. when they're all there in a the tuxedo mm. at the top table, and they don't like us in it. So it's just corrupt, and I just don't not into it, I'm not I remember, bothered, I not bothered the,
2: by it. I remember watching the Liverpool AC Milan final, and I was obviously a, a young kid admiring Milan's team at the time because they had an absolute stellar side. I remember when it went to penalties, I supported Liverpool through the pens and I celebrated when they won and everything. You know, because, because, because I, I really enjoyed that as a kid. It's because a i a over there. We it, but we didn't hate Liverpool as much then. So it was, it, it, was, it was like, yes, brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And oh, I'd love us to win that. We were never going to get near the Champions League before a never. It was never happening, no. was it? Ever. absolutely. But like, now, now we're in it, <coughs> it's like, how can, how can the magic have disappeared now we can actually win it? It's but yet when we couldn't, it, it re- was magic. The to reason of
1: that is because you're actually seeing what it's for yeah, what it is. Exactly like you, yeah. Because you, you you know, before it was magic because you weren't in it. It was a dream, it was one of those
2: things that but you But a, a penny league was always magic, and we couldn't win that. Do <coughs> you know what I mean? It right, was still, still magic. magic Let, let's
0: yeah. leave that subject and come to the final one for this podcast. John Rogers, I know, is one of those who's at the centre of this. I'm t i was just flicking through then to try to find the the whole thread. But I haven't got it, but essentially it's this debate about ticket distribution for away games. Uh, right, you've brought, found it for me. Um, one of his tweets, for example, John, um, he says, Don't take this the wrong way. Young Blues being blooded in the away t- uh, tradition is important. I just believe that away ticket allocations are being manipulated. And from a personal perspective, I can't get tickets for a lot of the fixtures I want to travel to. It's a big issue. When we've had Matty here, Matty Dove, who does um, the City Matters, he has told us on the podcast and he's told us privately as well that this is one of the most contentious and biggest issues that they talk about, and I understand it. Uh, And I suppose the way it works at the moment is, and I don't know these figures exactly, but let's say the Bournemouth away game, which is at the beginning of the season, there are about a 1,000 tickets it might not be exactly that, but let's call it a thousand tickets available for city fans. The club have to split that thousand up into the way that they distribute it. Some of them, the biggest chunk, I think, is on a point system. This is for for people who don't know already, so as you go along and every time you go to a match and when you renew your season ticket uh, and and you know you attend a first team fixture, a certain number of points goes onto your personal customer number and tally and then when tickets go on sale for games like the Bournemouth game which are very popular but have limited numbers the people who have the highest number of points are the ones who get the first crack at these tickets of course the fault that's described with that is that the people who've got the highest number of points are basically people who are quite old who've been going for a long long time and therefore youngsters like yourself Harlan yeah. um, who've been die blues and have gone every yeah. week don't have access to tickets and there's no way you can catch up because by not going to Bournemouth because you couldn't get a ticket, you don't get any points. The person who already had more points than you it's goes to Bournemouth more, yeah. and gets even more. Um, so their numbers keep going up and so it's like a never going to end. However, the, the, the thing isn't as simple as that because of this thousand, let's say, and I don't know their exact, 600 go that way. But there are another 400. Of those four hundred, a certain percentage of them will go to people who have corporate um, seats in a tunnel club and boxes and stuff like that. Sponsors, um, supporters clubs—you, Paul, or yep. a chairman of a supporters yeah, club—and yeah. supporters clubs can apply for tickets for games. And well, you, you, what, what happens there? You <laughs> get one or two, maybe if you're lucky. <clears> for I mean, a game we, like that. we,
1: we have probably, obviously, depending on the game, Bournemouth. I think we apply for twenty. Got two right, so we've got 70 or 80 members, so we got two right. But, so but I know, I know there are two two certain,
0: yeah, don't have to be people with the highest number of points. Those oh, are just no, two no they're, they're to your two range. people
1: basically. We, we say to them, you know, do you want who wants to go to the game? If you've got enough points, you can get your own, get your own. If you can't, go in like a you know, apply for him we'll get him, and then whoever wants them can get him. If there's a big demand, we'll just raffle them out.
0: So that's the way it works <laughs> in the supporters club. Um, as I said, there are then sponsors, and there are people who put a lot of money in, uh, who are sort of mini-sponsors in a way, who pay a lot of money to go in expensive seats, and a certain allocation goes to, um, you know, people who've got the highest points, and I've explained that. There might even be a few that go to family of players. So or, there's
1: quite a few goes to the, the the club itself, isn't there?
0: Yeah, so the club will have an internal group, a uh, number of tickets that they distribute, and. People like Thomas Cook, who are the travel sponsors, will also probably have an allocation that they can sell to overseas people in terms of a a package to bring them to the UK to watch a game. No point in having a travel package that brings you in from New York if you can't get a ticket at the end of it. So that's the way it's done at the moment. Uh, I've heard suggestions that in these discussions, uh, they want to get rid of the point system or not give tickets for going to Bournemouth because of the explanation I gave before that it keeps running away and keeps mounting up. The fear, of course, is that for the loyal fans, the fifty pluses who make up a big percentage of that, those, that people, that having been to all these games for the last. 40 years through thick and mainly thin that suddenly they're going to either be in a ballot or missing out to some kid who, if I was a kid once, who comes along and wants to get onto that ladder but can't do. So we give them a ticket and that person who's been going for 40 years and never missed a game and lived their whole life around it suddenly can't get a ticket. Mm. Now I'm... I'm one of those people, I suppose. Ultimately, uh, in the and in the, I've been, you know, my life is about going to every game, home and away. So I have empathy with the people who are in that position. I also understand the position of the youngsters. I also understand the fact that if there are only a thousand tickets, how the hell do you keep everybody happy? (laughs) Is there a solution?
1: I mean, the only thing I can sort of say is that going to, I go to as many away games as I can get tickets for. I'd go to every single one if I could, I but I could only get tickets for certain games and, and normally they're the unpopular ones that people don't want to go to. Um, I think I've got eighteen, nineteen thousand 19,000 points, so I've got quite a few points so I can go. I even pay extra to be in the Platinum Club, which gives you an extra so many points, double at, the points, start, double points at the start of the season and during it um I mean it's not right by the way you do it but you are buying extra I points. I I don't think it is but if I don't then I, I can't keep up can I so it's kind of one of them things I don't want to really do it but I've got to do it because the next man does it so I've got to stay ahead of the next man I got a lot of these away matches and you you I don't know, you'll you'll see it as I see it I think the club this I don't know if it's, it came in last season or this season that they they're going to be allocating is it 15%, 20% to the un, under-25s? Is it? Somewhat, I might be wrong, don't, please don't quote me, but something like that. I go to these away matches, and the, the people I speak to are sort of I don't know, our age, age group, and we're amazed at how many young kids are at these away matches, and we're, we can't understand how they get oh, these tickets. Got tickets. One of the
0: suggestions <coughs> is that some of the 50-odd-year-olds... Who can get tickets who might have to miss a match rather than not take up their tickets because they want to get the points and keep going in the system so they're always at the top of the queue then sell on those tickets either through a secondary market or just to friends and family and people that they know and trust
1: and then, then cherry pin the games they want to go to is it then, only
2: one ticket per person for away games by the way yeah so what one ticket per season card there might yeah. be occasions for example a community shield
0: where somebody who has the requisite number of points might be allowed to buy more than one. Yeah, which because is like
1: there's some, a lot more game, some games where I, I can get six. Right. But it's yeah, like a for Champions League, though, isn't
2: it? It's like for Champions League. Sometimes I can get six Champions League tickets on my season card. Yeah,
1: yeah but the, the, the category A when games it goes down just to, just to, yeah, When, you, happen,
2: I mean, when it goes down to Real Madrid, Barcelona, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: it's only yeah, yours. Yeah. See, there is another side to this argument which I'll bring in, which is that the, it's a bit like the England supporters club um the trouble that's happened at england matches away from home seems to have diminished in recent years Uh, and i think that's because there is a travel club in which which has a similar type of system so therefore um you know the, the the people who go have been going that long and have such a vested interest in getting tickets that they will be more likely to behave right Now, I don't want to condemn all young City fans by saying this, but usually when there's problems at a City away game, it is those younger fans that are the problem, not the older fans. Not always. There are, of course, exceptions. But I wonder whether that is also a factor why it suits City um, to keep the tickets with those... Long standing fans who they can trust more. At the same
2: time, though, sorry, Paul, sorry. Um, with regards to that, what about the, the the new young fan? So, for example, someone my age, for example, he might want to become that fan that's been for 40 years, come 40 years' time. Do you know what I mean? So, in 40 years' time, he might be the guy that stood there at Fulham saying, I've been for 40 I get that. years. That's yeah. right, not yeah, my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, the yeah. problem. It's frustrating for me because I'm in that position. So I understand for me. See, it's a can you understand them
0: but... when Matt is sitting in these city matters, or when the club are, deter- are discussing this internally? Why it's so difficult to come to a solution that suits everybody? Because you're going to end up the, upsetting the, someone, the, aren't
1: you? The main problem to me is that the the Premier League teams that we're going to the grounds aren't big enough. Yeah, he said, it, "Well, it's not. That's not going to go away. No, You're still no, no, you no." Know, <clears throat> but the, the, weeks. The, there's, there's a couple of things. I mean, it's like,
0: and the allocations are all small anyway. I mean, ever since the trouble, uh, you know, when uh, uh, all-seater stadium were brought in, um, they they re, they're quite content now to just have a
1: relatively small allocation, which is more manageable. Um, well, they, they don't want us there, did they? Not really. No. They, let's have it right. You do not want the away following at a ground because it's cost money to police cost more money to steward they'd be quite you went to Mon. we went to monaco didn't we together they did not want us in monaco they didn't need us in monaco they didn't need our money they didn't need us there they they don't need the, the you know like if if you're a small club like we we're saying before berry and stuff like that they loved it when city used to go up not when we played Oldham, we used to fill they were quite happy to sell us tickets monaco and any other clubs do not want us there because we're we're a, we're a burden Arsenal we make loads of noise
0: and they don't want us 000. there Arsenal can <coughs> sell their 60,000 to their own fans so what on earth would they want City fans Exactly. For? I get that yeah. so I, I know we're not going to be able to come up with a solution but are we all
1: admitting that there is no perfect solution there's an really? issue and
2: someone's getting upset aren't they?
1: there isn't because if me and you were on this committee to decide I'm going to look after my age group <sighs> And make sure that I can get to the games, and you're going to want to look after your age group mm-hmm. to get to the games. All I, but can, I can say, see it from all I could, I'm going to throw, throw this in, and this will probably alienate me now amongst all the kids your age, right? I, this is probably quite controversial in a way, I guess. My age group, our age group, has been through an hell of a lot, mainly thin, like you said, thick and thin, but mainly thin. In 20, 30 years' time, well, in the forty years that I've been going to the matches, like you said, it. I want to be you. Want to be me in forty years, don't you? Obviously, not as good looking. What be bold, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you want to be me, but but like shiny on top. At the moment, he's <laughs> not polished. If if City do what they did, say we're going through the good patch. We had this years ago. I don't remember it. We, we had this good patch, right? So, say City go into this good patch now, and in five years' time. All you twenty-five-year-olds have all got tickets. You're all going to away matches. All of a sudden, we get rubbish again. Have you guys gone through enough hard times to really stay with a club? You're asking, the wrong, asking the wrong man though. I am asking the wrong man. See, how. would. Board. Absolutely. But, but
2: the, I'd say 75% of the people my age that are enjoying the success now yeah, will yeah. disappear. Yeah,
1: well, this, this is way I mean? I'll put it right. You if, think that, you absolutely absolutely convinced. I think, I, think, I
2: think they would, yeah. Would well, you think they're going to go and spend 40, you... 40 quid a ticket to go and watch us? Well, in, I, 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 let me, I had this conversation oh, with Paul earlier committee. as
0: well before we came here, and I said, in our generation, we didn't have phones, we didn't have games, we didn't have a million channels on TV and all the other things that we could do. We had nothing to do. So we went to football as our entertainment. That was it. and We, we didn't have without, multiplex cinemas. We didn't have any nothing. of that. So, it, so we, we never made a conscious decision. I didn't make a con- conscious decision at 17 when I started going home and away that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. But by, by the time I'd done it for 10 years, it was a hard habit to stop and it had become part of my yeah. At some point we DNA. might have been good. Yeah, and then then another 10 years goes, and the longer it goes, the more you think, I don't want to miss any game. This is certainly my case, and I know there's a lot of others like this. I wonder whether... I mean, I look at my son, who's 24. He goes to every single home game, and, and when it came to the cup final, he had an opportunity to go to the cup final, and he said, well, that's four hours in a car. I could be doing this. I could be playing on the Xbox. I could be whatever... Which would have never been
2: something that I would have considered. For me on a match day, the only thing that's on my mind is City. That's it. And mm. if I can't get to the game, and for I me, mean, I, I always mention her, But you asked Jess what I do at home. I wake up in the morning. I know what well, time John, the game.
1: That's for another podcast. I know, know, I know what the
2: time, <laughs> time the game kicks off, and I'm and I'm sat there whether I go to the pub, whether I'm sat at home, whether I'm I'm, I'm getting it. Going around someone's house to watch it, I will always find a way to watch the game, and I'll sit there as ever. we're sat on my seat in the ground. Absolutely, I won't speak, we're not, we don't. we it. What I you know
1: mean, the point I'm tra- the point i the point I'm trying to make here is, and I, well, we'll have a go in a minute. But the point I'm trying to make is here. Right, this say say I was pledging putting putting my finger across for the 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 over fifties because I am believe it or over fifty now. So if. You look after me for the next 20 years. Let's go for a 20-year slot. In the next 20 years, you look after my age group, I'll be 70. I will, I will wholeheartedly be in that club as, and support them as much as I have done for the last 40 years. Can you, not you, but can your age group say, if we go rubbish no. in the next five no. years, are you going to still be Supporting City and guaranteed to go watching the matches like I would through thick I Al's know, Lint I and know. will. We've, all,
0: we've also got Will yeah. who does the technical stuff and films. He's also. our guru. Will's the, the, the guru. guru. So, so, to jump in. But you're also <laughs> young. <laughs> I am indeed. So tell us your thoughts. I, I feel like them. I have
2: to jump in and stick up for the young people. Here. So I completely get your points. You've gone through the hard bits, and we're enjoying. We're enjoying it all now. However. We're the generation who theoretically could sit at home and watch it all on telly for free. However, we still choose to come out and pay our money to come and see
1: it in the stadium. You do because we're playing well. Would I you would you stay, would you would you come to the game and spend as much money as it costs to get to a game if you only won five or six games a season? What like Stuart Pearce's season? Exactly,
2: I would with a hundred percent. Yeah, but, so long as I'm watching the boys. Yeah, but you, play, you, you, two would. But yeah. the fact
1: by by virtue of the fact that you're no, here Paul, doing this podcast makes you die hard. No, wait,
2: no, wait. In answer to your question, no, you're right. Not me mm. but other fans my age. Mm. I don't. know. The, 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 football team's are football team. Yeah, but yeah, but the fact, the fan base now has grown so expectant. The, the young fan base has grown expectant. Yeah. Just watch Twitter um, when we get beat. Not only that, it's it's, it's expectant. It's it's it, it is success driven. And without that success and without that constant... The success is the food, in it? Without yeah, that yeah. food, without that... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no fuel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I do think that a lot would disappear. But at the same time, when I do look at it, sometimes I crave that genuine, diehard support. Yeah. And it annoys me to Holland. see young people <clears> be so fickle. Kevin Keegan and Stuart Pearce, what were your hopes and dreams as a City fan? To qualify for your for Cup.
0: There you go, that's it. You're him. still there. Oh, fair enough. Listen, we're going to leave it here. This was supposed to be a half-hour podcast, but we've done an hour. <laughs> I, knew, I said it would uh, <laughs> be So uh, next week, because we're still in the summer phase, we're still in the mini um, phase, uh, I know Paul's still around next Sunday uh, before he takes a bit of a break. Um, I know that Will's around next Sunday. So I think what we'll plan to do is next week, Will can be a big part of this. Um, and give us his views. We'll we'll put Harlan on the bench for a week. I'm on the bench. Um, but we'll get him back in when when, when we need him. Um, Pull me hamstring at football. Here, <laughs> so so <laughs> next week. If you've got any more questions Pass that you'd like morning. us to discuss, do it. Um, I know that as much as you can. Uh, maybe not Paul, but Will will watch the uh, the games out in uh, China and whatnot, and I will try to watch. Them. I will. Um, and But you're not here, so I can't ask you um, I could watch them on holiday in a bar
2: Send you a text and I'll give you a tweet we well, will you know, be working yeah. away in
0: the garage Where uh, it's prestige service rather than prestige yeah. name right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you won't be seeing them But I'll ask Will what he thought of the, the early games You may have seen little bits of it on social media and whatnot. So we'll talk about the, the first game or two yeah. And we'll continue on this debate And if anybody listening thinks They've got a very strong point to make. Don't hesitate to contact me. My, my DMs on social media, on, on on Twitter are open. You can contact me on Messenger, on Facebook. Thanks very much to Hot Click Marketing for supporting us. Hot underscore click, uh, at that is. I want to the holiday in, which is where we're recording this podcast today. Uh, and and tony is actually who who works for hot click or is hot click really has been very involved in the debate through some of the comments that he's been making as well mm. um so uh, if he's around he can come and he can come and contribute as well we'll continue the podcast week by week by week all the way through uh, if you look at the uh, the youtube channel that i do as well the forever blue youtube channel we do put video extracts which is what will does of some of the bits of the podcast so you can see how shiny Paul's head is, and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. Um, so, you can see that for yourself. And there was an interview, as I say, with Sean Riley. I recently did an interview with a guy who's trying to make a musical out of the film, um, you know, um, so, Jimmy uh, Grimm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's going to go up in the next couple of days as well. So, um, you know, subscribe, give us five stars, uh, tell everybody about us, uh, and, and feel free to interact with us all, which is at prestige underscore car. Yeah, at our thirteenth man on Twitter, our thirteenth man, and very easy for me at Ian Cheeseman, and Will is
2: William D two
0: eight three uh, at William D two eight three. Uh, it all sounds very mysterious, but that's... sounds his, like uh, a robot uh, out of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like an m man <laughs> uh, So those are our handles, um, and we'll we'll do it all again next week, and uh, maybe we'll keep it at half an hour, but it seems does unlikely, do doesn't it? <laughs>